Hello, fans. This is Cutting Prince. Welcome to another edition of Kedge Recruiting Roundup. This is brought to you by IlliniGuys.com, a place to you, for you to go for all your Illini sporting needs. Our guest today is Galvin Sullivan, who runs one of the top AAU programs, not only in the state, but in the country, MedPro Academy. Galvin, thanks for joining me. How are you this evening? Uh, doing well, my man. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, appreciate it. I want the fans to know right away, uh, you and I go way back. Uh, my son played for you when you had the Peoria Irish, and he played with uh, former line DJ Richardson. I don't re remember the year, maybe 2008 or nine, something like that. Um, you've had a lot of players throughout the state. Did you envision your program or you being in this position that you're in right now? Uh, absolutely not. Uh, it started off as a, as a hobby and keeping myself around the game when I got out of college. Um, and every year I, I, I don't think it could get any bigger and it does. So, um, it, it's a, a blessing in disguise. Uh, you know, it could be a gift and a curse at times, but no, I never thought it would, it would get to this stage. Well, the fans who don't know a lot about your program and where you're from, you know, can you tell the fans who are listening where you're from and if, you know, how do you go about getting players? Is it going out scouting them, social media, word of mouth? I mean, how do you go out and get some of the top talent? Because your, your program is loaded right now. Um, you know, uh, based out of Peoria, I live in Peoria now. I'm originally from the Chicago suburbs um, and then went to school in Iowa and then moved down here after, after college. Um, you know, we, we go after guys through a little bit of all of what you said in the sense of we word of mouth of, of people that we've known and, and know who we are over the years of them. Hey, you got to come check out this kid. He's pretty good. Um, some of it's just going out and scouting with their own eyes. I'm at basketball games throughout the high school season. Seems like, you know, three nights a week uh, at least. Um, and then, you know, some of it is, is now that we've got to this stage, people reaching out to us and, um, you know, wanting to be a part of us. So it's kind of made it easier in, in some aspects, but at the same time, um, our region, we started off a little locally in Peoria and kind of reached out here and there. And now we have kids way more uh, from, from outside the area than we do inside the area down here, so. How hard is it to, you know, because you mentioned there's other programs throughout the state and around the surrounding Peoria area. How hard is it to be able to get some of that top talent? Um, you know, it, it's it's unique because we're kind of, I, I can't say we're far enough outside the city. The city guys, you know, the, the big boys, I would say, you know, Mike does a great job with the Wolves and, and then the Fire and Main Streets and and D Rose and, and YNR, um, you know, they, they come down every once in a while um, and try to get some of the top guys. But a, a lot of the time, there's so many kids up there that they don't need to come down here that often. Um, and so the guys down here, some of them tend to be tucked away where people don't know about them that well. So my job is to kind of find the diamonds in the roughs or keep the, the good guys home. And I, I don't think it's any different than recruiting at a college level than to this. It's, hey, what can you do for the kid? What, what have you done in the past? And, you know, what's your relationship with them and the family? That's good. I like that. Let me ask you, a lot of people say, and they, you know, the word on the street, if you will, 
AAU basketball is dirty. People, you can't trust people. Coaches are using kids to get things for themselves. I mean, have you seen that? Do you think there's any truth to that? I mean, what is your thought on that entire statement? You know, I, I think there's a little bit of truth in everything. Um, you know, hey, is it is it perfect? No. But if AAU wasn't around, it would just happen in the high schools more. So it, it's you, you can say whatever you want. Hey, is, is high school basketball that clean right now with every prep school that pops open? you know, and, and trying to move guys around the country all the time. Like, no, it's the same, same aspect, just in a, in a little bit different light. Um, you know, AAU basketball, I, I think there's marketing programs and I think there's development programs. I, I tend to believe that we're a development program to where our guys tend to, you, we, they might be known about as a freshman, but they're not ready to be recruited yet. You know, and then as 16s and 17s, our guys tend to be more along the college aspect of college, you know, prospects where some of the kids, you know, in, in the city that, you know, the Nike teams get the Under Armour, the Adidas teams that, you know, some of them could be pros when they're 15, you know, and, and so they become, some of them are a little bit more of a marketing firm where, Hey, we're going to kind of help with their development, but like, we're just going to try to try to market them to the next level already, you know? And so, um, you know, it's a it's a, a business for everybody in the same sense of helping kids in basketball, but there's there's different routes to get to to where you need to go. And, you know, I, I don't think one is better than the other. I just know what works for us. And, you know, the development that we we provide is kind of, you know, been our um, mainstay and our recruiting tool for, you know, over the years. And I think that's why our guys continue to have success is because we we found a way that works for us. You know, you brought, you brought up a good point. A lot of people don't like AAU basketball, then some parents don't like high school basketball. I think there's room for both. That's just me. I think there is. I love the AAU basketball scene because it gives kids the chance to go out to be seen. I know the college coaches like it because they could go to one gym and watch several players, but then you lose the atmosphere of the high school, um, the you know, the crowds and things like that. What is your opinion on both of those sports and do you think there's there's enough room for both or times are just changing um you know i, I love high school basketball um i love going to a, a, a gym and seeing a town rally around uh you know uh, a team or even you know a, a player that's coming through right then um i i think that's a a unique environment i think it, it it's awesome and it, it really can't be duplicated um, and so I tell our guys, don't take that stuff for granted, no matter if you're in a small town, big town, you know, good school, bad school, um, you're never going to get that aspect back until you, you play college basketball. Um, but I do think it's changing a little bit. Um, I, I can't really pinpoint on how, but like, kind of like what you said, the fact that, uh, a guy could be at a small school and be a division one player and never play a division one player the rest of it on his whole entire high school season. It, it makes it hard to recruit them because they don't, they're not going against competition that guys really value as, Hey, this is going to translate to the next level where when you go to a tournament and you got 10 college basketball players, no matter what level they're on, they're a little different, you know, um, and, and you can kind of see the size, the physicality, the athleticism that he's got to go against guard or, you know, score on 
And I think it makes it a little bit easier for the, the college coaches to recruit that way. Um, high school tends to be a little bit more structured. So it's good to see if a kid can make reads and, and run plays and uh, in that aspect. And then in the summer, it tends to be a little bit quicker, more free flowing, making decisions and reads that are, are more open. Um, so I think they both have their, their pros and cons to it. But I, I tend to, I, I mean, being in this for almost 20 years now, I think it's shifting more towards the European model where travel ball or club ball is becoming more prevalent each year. Yeah, I'd, I'd have to agree with that. When you look at a kid, a kid comes to your program, um, I, th I think it takes a special eye and to tell when a kid's a Division One recruit, D2, D3, JUCO, um, some college coaches just look for certain things. How, when a kid comes to your program, how can you tell this kid has it? This kid's a D1 player or D2. Uh, um, you know, the, you know the, the first thing that sticks out is always size, length, and athleticism. All, all the things that you really can't teach. You know, I can't teach a, a five nine guard to be seven foot. You know, I, can, I can't teach that five nine guard to be a six six guard. Um, you know, so I think the higher up you go, it tends to be a height, length, and athleticism uh, difference for the most part um, is kind of the first thing that sticks out. And then, you know, the higher level you climb, those guys tend to be elite at something. It could be elite height. It could be elite athleticism. It could be elite shooting, elite ball handling, elite defense. They tend to have more elite traits than the next guy. D2, I, you know, I, I have no problem saying it. Good, good D2 basketball would stomp bad D1 basketball. So I don't think there's really much difference at, at between those two levels of, of where, you know, just because you're a D2 kid doesn't mean they can't play at a D1 school. Their schools just didn't find your, you know, hey, you know, maybe you didn't want to go there. You, you found a better situation at the D2 level. Um, D3, I think there's a lot of D3 kids that can play D2 basketball, you know? So I, I honestly think that the, the gap is, is shrinking because there's so many kids playing basketball all year round. When I was coming through, Hey, there was only a few, what you would call elite travel programs, one or two in the state, you know, and then it, it just kind of like, everybody's got a travel program and everybody's traveling pretty far, you know? Um, and so I think it's it's open kids' eyes and they've got to compete against bigger, better guys. Um, but I would say, you know, when we're dictating and trying to tell kids, hey, this is kind of where you fit right now. This is what you need to do to, to jump levels. It, it usually tends to be an elite either uh, trait or skill that they they have to become. Or have to is that a tough conversation to have with some kids? Are all kids receptive to it? I know in my program, I run, sometimes kids don't like to hear that, but, you know, as with the jobs that we have, being truthful, I think is the best way to look at it or go about it. Uh, yeah, definitely. It's definitely always hard because, you know, I think the initial reaction for a lot of kids is like, you're telling them you can't or you don't believe in them. And, and it's, it has nothing to do with me telling them you can't or I don't believe in you. I'm just telling you, like, they're not going to, come get you at this size or at your skill level. I'm trying to push you in a direction where you're going to have fun and you're going to have success 
Yeah, well, you know, I'll, I'll help you chase your dream as far as you want to take it. But I'm, I'm also going to tell you, I can't change you from what you are into some, what you need to be to be at that next level. So I, along what you said, I, I think being truthful, it, it stings no matter when you tell them. Um, but at the same time, um, I, I think the truth actually humbles them and, and, and brings them into reality um, sooner rather than later, too. I agree with that. Now, I don't want to get you in trouble because I know you have a lot of kids in your program. So the parents that are listening to this, I'm asking this question. So B, don't get mad at Gavin, get mad at, at Kedrick. You have a lot of D1 kids in your program right now. I want you to give the fans listening to this an opportunity to talk about some of those kids because you can't talk about every kid in your program. And I know Illinois is recruiting a lot of them. So if you don't mind, you know, give some of those kids, you know, their due and which kids are looking at where and especially the ones that are looking at Illinois. Yeah, yeah. Two that Illinois is looking at really hard right now are both 2023, so they're juniors, is uh, 6'10 forward Owen Freeman uh, from Bradley Burbaday um, and 6'6 guard uh, from St. Joseph Ogden right outside of Champaign, Ty Pence. Um, both are, are really, really talented. Um, Owen is a very versatile modern day forward. He can run the floor like a deer. He gets off the ground really quickly. Uh, he can handle the ball. He can shoot it out to the three. Um, you know, he's very light on his feet in the post. Um, his parents have done an unbelievable job of his skill development um, up until this point. Um, but he is a modern day big, but I think he can play four or five um, because of his skill and, and what he brings. Um, Ty is a small school guy that everybody tries to tell me, well, who does he really play? well, why don't you just come watch us in the summer and tell me who he doesn't play against, you know, and six, uh, six, big body. He's grown up with the ball in his hands as a point guard. So he's very comfortable handling it. He shoots it and, and plays way above the rim. Um, people always are like, well, Illinois is his only high major offer. College coach has only seen him for five months. You know, so I was right. like, yeah. hey, you know, I said they, they saw him maybe a little bit in June, maybe. And then they got July, August is off, and they've seen them in September. So really, they've only got to see them for a month and a half, if you really look at it in, in the time, or maybe two months um, total. And, um, you know, don't, don't, don't be surprised when I say I told you so when all the, all the big boys start coming in eventually. Um, to go along with that group, 6'6", uh, six, six, Ethan Kaiser um, it, is really made tremendous uh, leaps of leaps and strides in his uh, development over the years. We've had him since I think he's in third or fourth grade. Um, and he grew up as a big and now he's a, a sharp shooting wing, uh, a solid three and D guy. He's got offers from a lot of the Valley um, right now, Eastern Illinois, uh, SEMO um, to name a few. Mm -hmm. um, his, his recruitment is still, is still climbing. He's the, the internet wonder, long, flowy, blonde. <laughs> That's uh, who that is? You know yeah. what? There's so many people that ask about that kid because there's a video out there of him dunking and everybody's asking about who this guy is. Okay, yeah. now, uh, now that makes sense. Yeah, so we, we've heard everything from Thor to Joe Dirt. To, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and he, and the, the best part about Ethan is he, he embraces it all, man. It, it's kind of part of him and, and he loves it, but, uh, 
he, he's a high flying, super electric, um, sharp shooting wing. Um, uh, a guy I know you love is, is six foot point guard Brock Harding from Moline. Um, there's an argument to be made that he might be the best point guard ever when it's all said and done to walk out of our program. Uh, we've had some pretty talented guys. There might be guys that have a little bit different trajectories because of their size or their athleticism overall. Uh, but Brock is a savant with the ball in his hands. Um, just knows how to make the right play, knows how to set up guys with, with his eyes, with dribbling at people to, to create di different openings. And then he could score it himself. Um, and he would want me to tell everybody, uh, watch for him to play above the rim this year because it's going to happen. Uh, he's already, <laughs> he's sending me dumb videos all the time now. So the, the things that they, they said that he's lacking and, um, he takes it pretty personal to, to make it, uh, you know, um, I told you I'd get this eventually type thing. So, um, those, those four, and then, uh, Danny Stevens is another one that is a no man's land, Illinois, uh, Augusta Southeastern is this high school. It's kind of in between Quincy and Macomb. Yep. Um, and I mean, he is a monster six, seven wing forward, uh, can play the four, the three, uh, can shoot the three can battle inside. I think all the guys that I just mentioned before him will tell you how important he is to our team and how talented he is. He doesn't get the publicity that the other guys get, but he allows those other guys to get the publicity because of what he does. Uh, yeah. He's, uh, I think, two or three Division One offers, Western Eastern, um, I know for sure. Um, and I would he'll, – he'll pick up more as, as it comes along. Um, and then the, the one – the next one that I think is going to really take off is, is actually coming to Illinois this weekend for a visit is uh, 6'4", uh, sophomore guard in 2024 class uh, – Camden Brown, um, very skilled, long and lanky. He's going to be big when it's all said and done. I would assume that he's going to end up in that six, 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 seven plus range um, with with guard skills. And so his, his recruitment is really just beginning. Um, you know, we're we're starting to get him out to places and see some different things, but he's got a chance to be really special when it's all said and done. Good. Um, I, I want to talk about Harding for a second. This one, because it's, you know, kind of my area. This one kind of frustrates me because I know the last staff at Illinois, I know they were interested in him because we talked about it. Mm -hmm. And I think when I look at Harding, he's going to be one of those kids, if he is overlooked, that goes to a mid-major, who goes to a tournament and is going to punish people for not picking him. Because I've seen those videos, too, of him dunking a basketball. And I... The fans aren't going to like this when I say this, but he is a different version of Andre Cabello, kind of, if that makes any sense. You know, he has a little, you know, razzle-dazzle to his game. He's, he makes other people better. He's a much better shooter. People criticize his, his size, but that's why I said, you know, kind of Cabello. You know, I just was standing next to Cabello last Friday, and there's no way that kid's 6'1", 6'2". But I think this is a kid that's kind of being overlooked and, you know, I know how competitive he is. And, you know, when he gets an opportunity to prove the people wrong, he's going to do that. I, I agree with you 100%. I mean, he, he's heard it all. We've heard it all. You know, size and length. Is he, is he tall enough? Is he long enough to, to handle, you know, bigger schools? I, I tell everybody all the time, he's one, one more mid-major 
Missouri Valley, you know, Mountain West, wherever it may be, uh, offer from his recruitment just exploding. Um, and, and I think people, you know, that's just how recruitment works sometimes is, you know, nobody wants to be the first, but they sure as hell don't want to be the last either. Um, and he, he's a kid that is going to win wherever he goes. So if he ends up going to a low major, don't be surprised when they're in the tournament. He goes to a mid-major, don't be surprised when they're in, in the tournament. You know, if he goes to a high major, don't be surprised when they're in the tournament. Every, every team that I've ever seen him touch, he has made them super successful. Yes, I agree. And, and I, I think that is overlooked a lot today is how much can, can one person control a team to make it successful, and he definitely does that. Um, that's a good point. Good point. What is your assessment of, you know, you said you had two players that are looking at Illinois. I know the Finkies boys plays for you. Mm-hmm. What do you think of Coach Underwood and the system that he's running now that he's established? Do you think the players that you have could fit his system? Yeah, I, I think Underwood does a, Coach Underwood does a great job. Um, I, I think he's brought a different level of toughness and competitiveness, um, you know, to Illinois that we didn't have before. Um, you know, I, I think it, it's the culture is is a lot different than it was uh, with the prior staff. Nothing, nothing against them. They did it their way. Uh, Coach Underwood comes from a, a little different tree, and he does it his way. Um, I think both of our guys, um, you know, could play there just fine. Uh, I'm a pretty fiery coach. Um, you know, I, I've I've always been the small guy, so I kind of have had to have that pit bull mentality my whole life. Um, and, and I think it carries over in how I coach. And I think those guys would definitely be able to handle it at that level. Um, I, I do like the, the swagger and the, the fire that Illinois um, has played with since Underwood came here. And I think it's only gotten more Brad Underwood since, you know, each year because that culture is finally stepping on itself and, and creating the ball to roll a little bit farther. So, um, I thoroughly enjoy watching them. Well, Gavin, thanks for being a guest on our show. And I know I'm going to see you out there on the AAU circuit. Um, I couldn't wait to have you on once I got kids recruiting roundup because I know you do a great job with the kids and you're well-respected and your program is growing. Uh, for the fans out there listening, if you want to know more about Gavin, you can follow him on Twitter at, a, at G underscore Sullivan MPA. Thanks for being a guest on Kids Recruiting Roundup, Gavin, and we'll see you on the courts. Appreciate you having me. Take care.